0: Today's episode of Calories and Rice, we're going to be saying a little bit different. There were some difficulties in the recording, and so what we ended up having to do is we ended up having to have our guest, Gaius, so he recorded his answers, and he, he emailed me, and I tried to basically splice his answers with a recording I made after the fact. I hope it sounds natural, if it doesn't, now you know why. Good morning, and welcome to the Cowries and Rice Podcast, the second best China-Africa podcast you ever heard. Broadcasting from the heart of global China-Africa research, Washington D.C., I'm your host, Winslow Robertson, and I will be joined by my temporary co-host, Hongshan Huang, via WeChat. Doctor Nkemjika Kalu, the regular co-host, is otherwise indisposed. Today's episode is brought to you by our two sponsors, Africa Development Jobs and the Africa Daily. African Development Jobs, a site run by Nero Duro, seeks to connect development workers with professional development resources and work opportunities in Africa. On a quest to help diversify development, it highlights the voices and issues of Africans and the diaspora in the field. It is also the best site for finding employment in the development field in Africa that I know of. The Africa Daily is an online communications platform that provides most up-to-date journalistic and academic information on China-Africa relations. The forum incorporated in the website also facilitates the cultural and informational exchange among the diaspora communities in major Chinese and African cities. We are almost done discussing the Democratic Republic of the Congo this month, and we desperately needed some Congolese voices on this show to tell us their thoughts about the DRC-China relationship. To that end, Jacob Kushner put us in touch with Gaius Kawane. Kawane is a freelance journalist, blogger, and filmmaker. He volunteers at the media department of Yole Africa in Goma, DRC. He is also the correspondent for Radio Netherlands Worldwide. If anyone can help us discuss this topic with anything approaching a Congolese perspective, it is him. Guys, what are you currently working on? Were you involved in reporting about M23 for any outlets, foreign or domestic?
1: Well, currently I'm working on a report about a mass rape that happened last year in November 2012 when DRC's uh, loyal army raped uh, more than 130 women in Minova city. It's just in North Kivu province. UN Security Council members when they visited Goma, they wanted the government to prosecute the soldiers who committed these uh, war crimes. Most of my reports about M23 were broadcast on uh, Deutsche Welle's Africa Link program, uh, that is a program focused on Africa. and I used especially to report about cases of human rights violations, um, talk to victims, and see what the government was doing in order to end those kinds of violences, especially sexual violences, child recruitment, uh, and other human rights violations. And I was doing these reports for local media and also international, as I talked about uh, uh, Deutsche Welle, Radio Netherlands Worldwide, and even the Foreign Reports, that is an online magazine uh, based in London.
0: Today's episode will have us discuss on-the-ground interactions between Chinese and Congolese in the DRC. This topic has been touched on before in previous podcasts, but we're hoping to add some context to this discussion and not only look at how Congolese, and Chinese interact, but also why? Guys, could you sketch out a few stories to give us an idea of how this interaction takes place? What are the dominant themes?
1: When Congolese and Chinese interact, uh, uh, there are two dominant themes. And um, first, they talk about business, and secondly, they talk about uh, their culture. Uh, and they used to meet sometimes. Um, before their working places, it can be shops or, or even um, building places where Chinese are working. And how, how does it start first? In most cases, Congolese are the ones approaching the Chinese and trying to talk to them. Asking them some questions uh, and wanting to learn those to learn also the Chinese culture, because Congolese here are interested in learning uh, the Chinese culture, and also Chinese want also to know something about the Congolese culture. Uh, When they meet in those places, there is that cultural exchange, and they learn from each other. The other term is especially business. Because you know most of Chinese here in DRC are, are selling their merchandise, uh, and when they meet with uh, Congolese, Congolese also are curious. Then, then they have to interact, maybe to talk for long, uh, because they have to bargain the price. Uh, and sometimes you you'll see customers complaining about the quality, saying, uh, "Yes, it's very cheap, but the quality is also very low." And those are kinds of interaction. Uh, The two main dominant themes that are business first, and then also cultural exchange.
0: Is it all right to tell us how you personally view the Chinese presence?
1: Why? Personally, I I don't see anything wrong with the Chinese presence in in DRC. but what I don't like is the fact that most of products they bring uh, or most products coming from China and, this, and Chinese sell here in DRC uh, are second-quality products. Most of them are fake. And when, for example, uh, you have a phone you could buy for $300, they bring it to you at something like $20. Really, that has a a bad consequence on the DRC's economy because people will not be able of buying expensive. And then you will see that also the cost of life will be very, very low and people will be accustomed to this kind of life, buying things cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And you will see that even salaries of employees will never grow because they can't pay you much money when you can find something at a lower price just around you with Chinese. And so you see that even today in Congo, for example, most of uh, uh, the phones people are using are fake. And in, around, in countries surrounding DRC, for example, in Rwanda, you can't find someone f- uh, selling this kind of uh, fake phones, no. And that helps also their economy to grow. But in DRC, because we accepted most of these chinese and they bring us uh, things at a cheaper a lower price it means that uh, the standard of living will also just remain low i think what chinese should do maybe is uh, yes if they bring us for example uh, first quality products and they sell them at a normal price i mean the price they're selling uh, that product everywhere then That may help also the Congolese. But when they bring the same products, sold uh, just in a nearby shop, $300, they bring it to you $20, then it means they they want you to remain at that level, your level, then you'll be just buying things of $20 and you will never think of buying something uh, that phone of, of $300.
0: If you could make a film about Congolese-Chinese interactions, what would it be about? What would you look for?
1: If I had to make a film about uh, Congolese-Chinese interactions, I think it would be especially about uh, how they manage to understand. Uh, each other, you know, it, it's not easy. I know Chinese uh, make a lot of efforts to learn uh, local languages, and even Congolese also try to, to, to speak a bit uh, the Chinese language. But I think we have to go deeper in, in that, uh, especially in the, the, the cultural exchange. What effect does it have? And it should be what Congolese learn from Chinese and what Chinese get from Congolese culture. That's something very important, because when people talk about China and Africa, they, they, they are, most of them are focused on uh, business. Whereas there's also that cultural aspect. And, you know, making a feeling about that maybe will help also Congolese living with uh, Chinese and having that opportunities of exchanging with them, of learning how they can benefit from these interactions to develop themselves and be able to do uh, the Chinese miracle.
0: Since you are an expert on reporting on the Congo, and that is something of which I'm pretty ignorant, would you like to offer some advice to our audience about what sort of pieces are good or bad?
1: Yes, uh, reporting on Congo, you know, there are a lot of things, uh, a lot of stories, good stories, and also bad stories from Congo. but all depends on the angle you choose, the approach you choose for your report for your story. Pieces that are good are not really pieces that always show positive things, positive things and hide what's going wrong, no. But good pieces on DRC are pieces that promote the citizen's voice. Because most of foreign journalists who come here in Congo just talk maybe to the authorities uh, and they stop by there, so they go and write their pieces saying, okay, this is what's going on in Congo, this, no. They have also to talk to the locals and give them the voice because they want to talk, they want to talk. The Congolese have to tell their stories by themselves because, you know, politicians always have a hidden agenda. And yes, they will say just what's in their interests. They may need, for example, uh, more support from the international community. So uh, they will change the reality in that way. But those pieces that features Congolese voices, then you will understand what the Congolese are thinking, what's life like in Congo, in DRC, There is also this problem of uh, Western media, for example. Western media, you will see that they are painting a dark Congo where everything is dark, everything is dark, everything is dark. No, that's destroying Congo's image. Uh, The good pieces on DRC are, are those pieces also showing that in Congo, even if the system, for example, is corrupt. But you will also find in DRC people who are loyal, people who are not corrupt, people who are fighting against that corruption. If, for example, in DRC, they talk about, let's say, talk about rape, for example, they say, okay, women are raped. Good, it's true. But that does not mean that life ends, life ends by there. Those women are raped, yes, but they also struggle for their life. They also struggle for justice. I think that's the other perspective, the other approach uh, pieces and journalists should be showing about Congo when reporting on Congo. That's also another important aspect. If
0: there was one thing about the Chinese-Congolese interaction that you could change, what would it be?
1: Um, if there 's something I, I, I could change uh, about the chinese Congolese interaction would be uh, would be first the perceptions uh, and prejudice. How do Congolese view Chinese coming here and Chinese when they come here, uh, how do they view Congolese? You may interact, you may even be friends, but there 's that problem of pe- perceptions that remains, um, for example. When a Congolese see a Chinese coming in Congo, they will say, okay, this guy is coming maybe to take all our mineral resources and go with it in China. <laughs> that's their way of seeing it. That's their perception of Chinese. And when Chinese come here and they see Congolese approaching them, they say, okay, uh, uh, these guys maybe they, they want to, to, to they want to take our money away or something. They want to steal our money, something like that. You see, so what I could change maybe is that perceptions. First, they have to approach each other and talk to each other without any prejudice. That's what I could change in uh, interactions between uh, Congolese and Chinese. Any
0: closing thoughts?
1: Uh, really, no. Uh, now I don't have any closing thoughts. I think what what I've said is uh, enough. Thank you very much.
0: This week. Due to the insane technical difficulties, Gaius and I and Hongsheng and I did not manage to come up with any recommendations. So our recommendation is to enjoy your week and get ready for the next iteration of the Cowries and Rice podcast. We would like to thank African Development Jobs, the Africa Daily. We'd like to thank Mighty Michael Pulse Recordings for making this fantastic theme song for us. We'd like to really thank Gaius for giving us his, his thoughts. And we'd really like to thank Hong Shang for filling in for Dr. Kamjika Kalu. And we'd like to thank you, dear listener, for giving us your time. Take care.